What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Matt Miller. Joined, as always, on Friday by my boy, Mello. What's up, everybody? It's great to be here. On a Friday like morning. You're mocking me a little bit. No, it wasn't. I Did think you, it just kind of came off uh, the same. I know you've been busy today. If you haven't listened to Connor's uh, little interview with Gary Jennings, he opens the pod and he's like, What's up, everybody? I'm like, That fair haired, <laughs> damn it, Connor Kisser is going to steal my intro. And then he didn't. So it was like, Okay. And the interview was so good, and then he brought up Texas stuff, and it hurt my feelings. But tonight, we have a great show. We're going to take you around the league. We got a top five that is going to blow your minds. We are drafting the top five quarterbacks of the last five drafts. Yeah, and there are some doozies in there. There's a fight for the first pick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder who it will be. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a guy with an MVP under his belt. Jameis Winston. It will not be. We also have an interview with Cody Ford, offensive lineman from Oklahoma. Horns up, not down. And then we're going to do some draft on draft questions. So it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, it is. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I feel like I've been with you all day here today. You have been. Uh, but now we're kind of at the end on our Thursday night. For those of you that are listening on Friday and you're confused why I've said I've been with Matt all day when it's 9 a.m., you get what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Thursday was a long day. Got a lot of stuff done. Uh, a lot of interviews that we got bagged that will come in on future shows. Miko Hardman and Foster Moreau, who is my new best friend. I love Foster Moreau. And I said it in the interview. I'm going to do everything I can to get this guy to the Kansas City Chiefs. It has to happen. It has to happen. Let's talk about some of these rule changes because we really haven't had a chance to. This came out after the Wednesday show um, was recorded. But I want to talk to you about this. How do you feel about the fact that offensive and pa- defensive pass interference are now reviewable? I'm still kind of on the fence about it, honestly. Um, is it challengeable or reviewable? Is the booth reviewing this? Or so outside of two minutes to go and a half, it's reviewable. Inside two minutes, it's it's booth review. Like the, the guy up so in the So just like will, a normal challenge yep. flag. I'm okay with that as long as they don't start reviewing like every single thing. Uh, right. I know college is kind of bad about it where they review a lot of things. They don't do like the challenge flag and all that. But as long as it's not slowing down the game, because, I mean, Jesus, the games take it's so forever. slow already. It, there's just stoppage all the time. They're making billions of dollars off these advertisement deals, and I get it, but the games take so long. So if we're going to challenge these now, I, I hope that it just kind of it's limited and we don't see it almost every series where people are challenging it. I do like it because in some cases, like in the NFC, was it not the NFC championship game? It was. Was it so the Saints play? Yeah, probably should have got that one re- reviewed. And if you're gonna review like one thing, why not be able to review everything? That's kind of my take on it. I look at it too as like I want something in place for those mistakes. Where not every play is reviewed, but if something egregious happens, and yeah, just so obvious, then there is a way that they can say, okay, that that was pass interference. We all know instead of the NFL waiting ten days to put out a statement after the fact of, mm-hmm. it looks like maybe there was some contact there. No, he right. fucking tackled. Yeah, the guy. it was like, incredibly obvious yeah. that there was some contact there, and everybody knew it. So I, I guess I do like that part about it. Uh, but as long as we're not seeing it happen. A lot. I would actually rather there be less challenges and less stoppages in the game. Same. Because uh, if you've ever been to an NFL game, holy shit, is it ridiculous. Like when you're watching it on TV, that's okay. You can get up. You can go to the bathroom. You have plenty of time. But when you're in a stadium and they keep taking breaks, I don't see how any of these guys can keep momentum on the field 
uh, as a player because there's so many stoppages. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Football is made to be watched at home. It really is. Where you can like, oh, there's commercial. I'm going to talk to my friends. I'm going to check my phone. I'm going to go grab something out of the kitchen. Yeah. Instead of, I have to sit here for eight minutes. As two guys that really love football, it is made to be watched on TV. Made to be. One thing that made news on Thursday was DeAndre Hopkins tweets out this smoking hot photo of him in an Oilers throwback. I think somebody Mm -hmm. did like a jersey swap. It looks so good that you and I, we were eating lunch. I was like, I want to see them do this. Uh, no, they can't. The Tennessee Titans came out and said that they will not let the Texans wear throwbacks. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, this would be like the Ravens coming out and wearing Browns throwbacks. Like, come on. They're you in moved. Houston. Yeah, let them do it. it. Who cares? I think that ownership should pass. Like, if there's a team, like you said, like the Browns, guess what? Art Moto didn't want to be in Cleveland. He left. Okay, mm-hmm. you are now the Ravens. You started a new franchise. You're a new team. Like, you should not, and they do this dumb thing where they, they claim Jim Brown. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, he's not the all-time leading rusher for your organization. He's the all-time leading rusher mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. And when it's, when you have a team come back into that city, like, let's say eventually San Diego gets their shit together, and if they get another team back in there, well, then I think the city should own rights to the team. I agree. Not the organization. That gets way too confusing. It's like, is Earl Campbell the all-time leading rusher for the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, I, that doesn't make sense to me at all. It, it shouldn't be that way. I'm like, totally. With I you. want Houston to own the Oilers, and they should. It's, they should still be the Oilers, if you're asking me. Definitely, I, I love those jerseys. Yeah, I do too. And I, it's so weird how that like comes back into style almost, like the plain kind of matte colored jerseys. Like I love the Falcons throwbacks from like the '80s, the Oilers throwbacks. We need those more often. I wish they would just switch the color scheme back. Just if the Texans, what they need to do here, give them some advice. Change your name to the Oilers. Yeah, just, just change it. Do it and take the logo. Oh and be like Sean okay. Watson would look like Warren Moon. Yeah. Now we are the Oilers. They're not throwbacks. We're taking it. That would be amazing. I wonder who owns rights to the logo. I don't know actually. I don't either. Bud Adams, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Is he alive, dead or alive? Bud Adams, dead. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Yep. You were close though. You yeah. were really, really close. So <laughs> I had to think about that. I was like, uh, who is it? Yep, that's who it is. So um, let's move on. This isn't on the rundown. I want to surprise you with it, okay? You ready? Oh, I love when you do this. I know. The Chiefs. Drafted to- Foster Morell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're in contract talks with Chris Jones. Oh, as they should be. Because yeah. I think he's going to absolutely wreck the league this year. You're going to want to go ahead and lock him up. And then... Maybe start talking to Pat Mahomes as soon as you're done with Chris Jones. Yeah, they can't yet. They have to wait. Well, they shouldn't. Yeah. There's a rule that you have to wait until so many years. But they need to set an alarm right now. (laughs) As soon as humanly possible. Uh, So Brett Veach, uh, according to Brooke Pryor of the Kansas City Star, said the conversations have started. And he's a guy they would like to get done before the season starts. So how many years? Does he have two more years on his deal? Yeah. Because they're going to take that fifth year option. No, he was the second round pick. Oh my one. gosh! Yeah, hurry up and get that deal done. Yeah. No. Oh no, he's in the final year. Right. Yeah. So he has one year left. Yeah, you got to do it. But thank goodness with the NFL, you can control these guys forever, <laughs> as long as you want. You draft as long them, as they don't hold and out. they are your property. Uh, how about we move on to some talk about the Arizona Cardinals? This has been a hot topic this week. There are some people who say, uh, "No, this never happened. Uh, they have not decided on Kyler Murray." There are some people, us included, who say. Uh, no, 
they have, and we've been told that they have. So I just want to kind of start there because Joel Clapp, uh, who I've known a really, really long time, um, was such good friends with him when he was doing radio in Colorado. I would go on a show like weekly and we would talk quarterbacks and then he blew up. Like he became a superstar. It felt like overnight. So he came out and I believe he was on one of their shows, maybe with Chris Carter, uh, says that the New York Giants, New England Patriots, and L.A. Chargers are interested in Josh Rosen. And that one of those teams, I'm going to guess it was the Chargers, have even offered a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. So here's what I would like to say about this. Let me clear my voice. There is no fucking way you would trade Josh Rosen unless you're taking Kyler Murray. Oh, absolutely Why are we being obtuse about this shit? Like, why do people have their heads buried in the sand? It's like, just because they took Rosen at 10 last year, although there's no way. You hired Cliff Kingsbury, who just got fired from Texas Tech. You don't hire that guy to let him come work with a quarterback he doesn't want. Why are we being stupid? I, Not we, people. Yeah, Why are people being stupid? Don't you put that on me with your riled up temper oh, over there. Oh my goodness, I... I get mad every day on Twitter when some dude with a fucking Josh Rosen Avi comes at us like, why would you trade him? Because you don't like him. That's why. And it goes like scheme wise, too. I think Kingsbury really wants a guy who's mobile. Rosen has not been that mobile. So even if you like Rosen and honestly, I probably like Rosen more than I like Kyler Murray. But scheme fit, maybe Kingsbury wants that kind of guy. Wants the guy that can move around the Russell Wilson type. And Rosen isn't that type. He's a stand in the pocket Pure pocket passer. And I like Rosen. Uh, If you can get him for a two, especially these teams that are doing it, like if you're the Giants, pull the trigger. I think he would really like to be in New York, uh, much better than Arizona. And if you can get him for a two and then you can spend uh, pick six and pick 17 getting some different assets, uh, sure as hell I'm going to take Josh Rosen with a second-round pick. Yeah, and here's what... He went, what, 9, 10 last 10. year? Yeah, 10. 10. And here's the funny thing. They they paid most of his salary up front, so you can get him for nothing, like $10 mm-hmm. million dollars for four years for a guy that was good enough to go 10 overall last year. And was in talks for a very long time about being the best quarterback in yes. this class. So here's the thing. Here's the – the Cardinals are taking Kyler Murray. If they don't – you guys tweet at me, let me know what the punishment is. I will say right now – and, I mean, i got a month to change my mind, but – Everything I've heard from the moment that Cliff Kingsbury started interviewing at NFL jobs, someone called me and said he wants to take Kyler Murray first, first overall. This was the Monday of the national championship game because I was watching the national championship game when this happened. And they said, no, he wants to take him. It's not just like he wasn't just blowing smoke before they played them. He recruited him in high school. He loves Kyler Murray. He believes that's the perfect quarterback for his offense. He wants him, which is why we've been saying since early January This is going to happen. Now here we are a month before the draft. Everyone in the NFL, there's no one that says, nah, it's not going to happen. Right. Like, look at any mock draft that's coming out. If they don't have Kyler Murray number one, I think you should probably question that mock draft because it's going to happen. Maybe you don't agree with it. And maybe that's what the hangup is with people. They think, oh, I don't like Kyler Murray. Why would he ever go first overall? I wouldn't take him first overall, but it's going to happen. Exactly. So I just want to put a little bow on this. My mock drafts from now on, barring something changing, it will be Kyler at one, Nick Bosa at two. That's not a conversation, by the way. (laughs) You better hope not. It's not. At three, I think it's Josh Allen or a trade. And at four, it's Quinn and Williams. Like, that's the draft right now. 
Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. Uh, I think the Jets will shake things up, and they'll probably trade out of that pick. But if they stay... Yeah, they're going to trade it to someone like Washington, who's going to come up and get Dwayne Haskins. And then Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then... But still, Quinn and Williams goes four. I think so. I, I actually could see them falling in love with Devin White. And I would be okay with that. It's one of those two guys at four. And the other goes five. Probably There's so. the top five picks of the 2019 draft. You don't have to watch the thing. We just gave it to you. There it is. <laughs> but do watch it. But do watch it on Twitter and YouTube with me, Connor, and Lefko. <laughs> All right, Mello, it is draft. Nope. It is top five time. Oh, boy. I don't know why I did that. Try that one again. Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, Mello, it's top five time. Just leave that is in there, it? whiskey. I don't even know what time it is. It's 7.09 in the PM. We're going to draft the top five quarterbacks of the last five years. And like I said in the intro, there's going to be a fist fight for number one, I think. There's well, so many good I'll quarterbacks. Just go ahead and take him. <laughs> so many good quarterbacks, you punk, about. Uh, like, think about it in the last five years. That's Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. If you liked last year's class, you got Baker, Darnold, Rosen, Josh Allen. Cardinals don't even like Josh Rosen. You better not draft him. <laughs> oh, so we're talking not this year, or is this year included? I yeah, let's include it. Spoiler alert: None of them will make my list. <laughs> Mine either. So, so it doesn't even matter. I don't think we're going to get that deep. So 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015. So 2015 to now. That's Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Um, again, doubt they. Spoiler alert: None of them list. make it. Either. I mean, we have to come up with ten quarterbacks here. They could. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do the coin toss. Yeah, I'm tails. Your heads per huge. About lost it there. It <laughs> did lose it there. Good catch. Good save. Heads. It is heads. It bounced four times off your laptop. I think you were watching it, yeah. trying to like play I the bounce. Played the roll. Shooters wow. roll, baby. And uh, man, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out here, Matt, that I could take with this pick. I just hate you so much. I really gotta rack my brain though. I would like a guy. Uh, who could throw with multiple arm angles, uh, maybe a little bit mobile, good leader, athlete. I'm talking like can play basketball, maybe even dominate some top golf. If he had a baseball background, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe somebody that can throw like 50 touchdowns their first year as a starter. <laughs> I hate you so much. I don't know. Is there anybody that meets that criteria? <laughs> yep, there is. And it's Sir Patrick Mahomes. I don't Sir. know if he's a knight, but he should be. Uh, I'm definitely taking him. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, and he's been drafted in the last five years. So I'm taking him. We all knew it was coming, and now it's official. I hate you so much. That was the easiest pick. I think from there it gets pretty difficult. I don't know that we could ever have like any kind of draft where he fits the criteria of being eligible for that I wouldn't take him. No, yeah. And luckily, he's the quarterback of my football team. What if it were if you had to fight one quarterback in the NFL, he would fit that. So would you? Yeah, because I would purposefully lose to keep him healthy. (laughs) I would let him kick the shit out of me for eight rounds or whatever. Yeah. Just so nothing, no hair on that pretty head of his gets injured. Out of place even. Oh, my goodness. You've gone all in. Like, a year ago, you were still like, I don't know if I liked that trade. And now you're like, Alex Smith's pretty good. You have a Mahomes jersey tattoo planned, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I should. I'm surprised you don't. Instead of the natty tattoo, that's what you're going to get. I would uh, gladly do that. Would you really? Oh, hell yeah. As if I could the pay for it. owner of said bet, I will let you do that. Replace the natty with a Mahomes it. jersey. All right, let's 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 roll with it. Let's get Pat to, st- to come to Joplin and autograph you, and then they'll tattoo that. 
Oh, I would do that tomorrow. He let Pat let me know. We got to do this. It'd be great. God, that'd be funny. Okay, I have to make a pick here. This is actually difficult because Shay's opening chips. It's like sounds like Michael Hardman, like (laughs) eating chips while we're doing the show over here. Um, I like Baker. I like Sam Darnold. Um, I think you could make a case for Deshaun Watson right here. I have to go with Jared Goff. Yeah, he was number two. On yeah, mine. I really, I liked Goff coming out, which probably influences my opinion a little bit here, but he's so smart, so accurate, poised. And I, I know people are going to say, well, yeah, Sean McVay in his headset. I've explained to you, Sean McVay does not throw the ball for him. He does not make reads for him. The mm-hmm. mic cuts off at 15 seconds, people. Right. So a lot of what he is doing is built off Sean McVay. But he still has to execute that stuff after the snap exactly, happens. And he's able to do it with arm talent and seeing what he sees on the field. Sean McVay is not in his ear saying, well, it's like maybe a little bit. Watching but. a tasty video and then cooking it yourself. You still got to cook the fucking thing. Like, <laughs> I would say you're a pretty good cook if you can do that. I like that analogy Thank a you. lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I'm up next, and uh, I might surprise people with this pick because there are a lot of good quarterbacks here. Looking at the last five years again, uh, I'm actually going to go with Carson Wentz here. What? I liked Carson Wentz. I liked him just as much as Jared Goff. I thought that those were two franchise-level quarterbacks that you could have, except for this time, I'm going to draft Carson Wentz, and then I'm going to surround him with super linemen like Quentin Nelson. I'm going to keep him healthy. (laughs) He's never going to get touched. Uh, So I like what Carson Wentz can do. And when he has been healthy, now he was having an MVP-caliber season. Yeah just two years ago as a very young player in the league. You know, what surprised me was when Doug Peterson said like that Carson could be a better teammate because, you know, there's a whole thing about some people preferred Nick Foles. And it, mm-hmm. all, I think a lot of us were like, what the hell are you talking about? And for Doug Peterson to come out on his scooter and say, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't know why it's funny that he's on a scooter, but it is because he's a big guy and he's like he on a, a scooter, guy. you know? Uh, all right. This is the easy. You thought Mahomes at one was easy. Deshaun Watson at four is easy. I, I love Deshaun Watson. I don't know why this guy doesn't get more talk. Uh, maybe because they're the Texans and not the Oilers. That's maybe. Because he would look so good of. in that Oilers uniform, as we said earlier. I love Deshaun Watson, and I will be the first to own that I was too low on him coming out of college. Like I really bought in too much to their turnovers that last year at Clemson. He has not turned the ball over in the NFL. He threw 26 touchdowns, only nine picks this past year in 16 games. And you could say that, like, oh, he checked down more because Will Fuller was hurt. Like, nope. He's just a really good, accurate quarterback who I mean, threw for over 4,000 mm-hmm. yards. And also, I mean, he can hurt you a little bit on the ground game as well. Like, he's not, you know, a great runner, but he will run the ball. He also led the NFL in how many times he was sacked. So talk about protecting somebody. Get my man some help. Yeah, that was a sneaky good draft, too, with him and Mahomes in it as well. I'm up again. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to bait me into taking a certain quarterback, and it's not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to do it. So you can <laughs> save him till your last pick. Okay, Nick Saban. I'm taking— It's not going to happen. <laughs> quit, asking. So quit asking. I'm taking Sam Darnold. I had him last year as my number one quarterback. I don't think he had a whole lot of talent around him last year. Uh, now they're starting to build up that offense— Starting to get him some pieces in there. I'm going to go ahead and take Sam Darnold. I think he's still going to be a very good quarterback based off what we saw last year uh, coming into year two. I mean, we saw old Patty Mahomes take a pretty big jump in year two. Maybe we could see something similar with that in Sam Darnold. I'll do it. I'll take Baker Mayfield. I'll take him. I don't have to. 
we have such a, a history, Baker and I. I liked him so much until he didn't like me anymore. And it was all about OU Texas stuff. I like watching Hard Knocks. Like I and I had to fight the urge to not like him. That has never happened to me. His John Dorsey impersonation, we like. Yeah, you know what? That was good though. That was that funny. was funny. And like I liked the RV move. I would do something like I'm, that. And I'm actually, I bet his teammates absolutely love him. They, yes, because if you're on board with it and he's your leader, and I've come out and said it multiple times, I think he's an excellent football player. Yeah, I, I mean he had a better year last year than Sam Darnold. It's just the whole off the field character thing. Not even that it's bad. It just rubs me the wrong way. There, he has no character problems except for that one little arrest in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Who hasn't tried to run from the cops? Couldn't outrun a cop. But other than that, his teammates <laughs> seem to love him, and he's a great football player. I outran all my but kids I hate playing him. backyard football last night, though, so I'm feeling pretty spry. <laughs> all seventeen of them, <laughs> right? Yeah, I have a basketball team. Yeah, legit. really do. Yeah, like the Monstars is what you have. We're all small forwards and shooting guards, but like hey, that's the way the NBA is going, right? right. Yeah, we, we're the, so we're the Rockets. Set. We basically play small balls. No, I'll take Baker. Mm-hmm. I think that it's funny. We've picked six guys. If they can stay healthy, this is the future of the NFL right mm-hmm. here in this little box of six players that I'm, I'm making my fingers like people can see me doing this. Right. And no Again, one can, we should probably yeah. <laughs> be recording this with a right. video. Yeah, so it really could be. Like, if, if everyone can stay healthy, these guys are fantastic. You're up. QB4. Um, I'm on the fence here. Yeah, I see that. I see you thinking. Josh Allen's out there. Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky. Um, Paxton. <laughs> Paxton. Okay. okay. No, no. Uh, and the pick is in. Dun, 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 dun. I think that's a fancy baseball noise, but whatever. I am going to take Mitchell Trubisky. I think that he's another guy pairing with a good offensive mind. It looks like he's going to take off and have a good year. It hasn't been the Pat Mahomes level, but I mean, honestly, who has? I still think he's got a lot of good traits. He's another mobile quarterback with a strong arm. I like his upside here enough that I'm going to take him. Plus, the Bears have some things going on on that offense. Yeah, You know they have one hell of a defense. They're going to be scary in 2019, and a lot of that's going to be because of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. First guest ever on Sticks Football, by the way. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was there sitting in your kitchen, not Awkwardly. being a part of it. Yeah, probably drinking. <laughs> probably so. Yeah, definitely were. I'm going to take Dak Prescott, who I know you were going to take. Um, funny enough, I actually really liked Dak when he was coming out of Mississippi State. His leadership's on point. He's accurate. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he does bring some mobility to the table. Uh, I am excited about that offense with Jason Witten and Amari Cooper next year, as well as like seeing them develop some of the young guys. If the offensive line's healthy, Dak and, and Zeke are going to be dangerous. And now that they have more of a passing game, more of an actual threat out there. So good luck, buddy boy, because there ain't much left on the old I know. Board. Now I have to just scour. I have here. a sleeper that I'm going to take at five. Think I'm pretty sure you won't. No, I have to try to look and see who it is. So I can. You're never going to get it. Pick him up. Oh, Chad Kelly. Nope. It's Chad Kelly. It's not it? Chad Kelly. Is it Chad Kelly? It's not. Well, not what Chad was he Kelly. called? Swag Kelly. Is Swag what he was Kelly. himself. Yeah, it's not um, him. Hey, I'm going to pull the trigger on him. I know his team doesn't want him, but I still think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I am going with Josh Rosen. And if it were my team to run, I would just keep him and I would draft Nick Bosa number one overall because I think that he's a good enough quarterback. Uh, He got the shit kicked out of him last year. How are you supposed to evaluate that um, and see if he's any good or not? So I'm going to go with Josh Rosen here. I still like him. Uh, I like him better than every quarterback in this draft class. 
So I, I don't understand the love for Kyler, but he is going to be drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, congratulations. You're going to suck again. Uh, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury, can the guy even coach? I don't know. He got fired at Texas Tech. So, he can dance, though. Josh Rosen probably gets traded to the Giants, and we're going to be all set. I lied. I'm going to take someone from this draft. Oh. I really like Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to take him here. I, I do like Haskins. I think he's I think he's being underrated because there's such a love fest with Kyler Murray because he's a two-sport star, Heisman winner, athlete. Dwayne Haskins is a fantastic quarterback. He's smart. He can win from the pocket. He's poised. Despite what Stephen A. says, he's not a runner, but he has good arm strength. He can throw to every level. I would have loved to have seen him in an offense that wasn't Urban Myers. And I think he's going to develop some more arm strength, too, as yeah. he grows. Because he's a young guy, too. First-year starter, third-year player. Um, would you put him ahead of some of the other guys that we have here, though? Uh, Josh Allen hasn't been drafted. Uh, uh, I would. Um, I liked Josh Allen a lot, and I still think that he could be something fun. Uh, so I would put mm-hmm. him ahead of them. I had Jameis Winston ridiculously high coming out of Florida State because I was stupid. Right. And I uh, I actually saw Daniel Jeremiah tweet about this on Thursday, and I I love this because it's, it's so different from where I was five years ago to where I am now as a, an evaluator and a writer. Five years ago, I would have asked someone at Florida State, hey, like, what's Jameis like? Oh, no, man, he's great. He's a great leader. Okay, mm-hmm. Jameis is a great leader. What DJ said was like, get examples. Like, yeah. okay, how is he a good leader? When's a moment he overcame adversity or he rallied the team? You know, like, those are the things. And I don't think anyone would have disputed at the time that Jameis's leadership and there were stories about his football IQ being, you know, like savant-like. It, it just hasn't, guess what? He's the same guy he was at Florida State. Oh, yeah. He has a lot of picks. I don't think he's progressed no. at all. And you know, Mariota really hasn't either. No. I he, liked Mariota a lot too. That might go down as the worst quarterback draft of all time. Hackenberg was in that one? Because, I mean, even those two that went very high. No, no, Hackenberg wasn't. It went Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. They went one and two, obviously. Then you have to go all the way down to the third round to find the next quarterback. That gentleman was Garrett Grayson, followed by Sean Mannion, Bryce Petty, Brett Hundley, and Trevor Simeon. It's only seven quarterbacks drafted. That's it. They are not good. My Lord. That was one of the first senior bowls that I went to. I was like, all right. Garrett Grayson, that was who so are we bad. watch? Holy oh. shit. It's Garrett Grayson. Sean Mannion there looked yeah. terrible. I remember walking out of there thinking, like, Bryce Petty was the best quarterback there. And mm-hmm. that's bad. Like, that's not good. <laughs> like, fourth round pick, Bryce Petty. Whew. So those mm-hmm. are our top fives. Let us know yours. You can tweet them at us at Sick Football or leave them in your little iTunes review. I think you can leave Spotify reviews too. So go ahead and do that. I like it. Mellow, the streak of great interviews continues here on Stick to Football. We got first-round prospect and former Oklahoma Sooner, Cody Ford, with us on the show today. Cody, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Nothing much. Yeah, so we got to start this off, man. You have blocked for the last two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. You got Baker Mayfield in there. You got Kyler Murray. Who did you like blocking for better out of those two Heisman Trophy winners? Uh, Personally, I like blocking for Kyler more. Uh, (laughs) Mainly because of the relationship that we had, you know that's my boy. Uh, no matter what, always always had his back. Uh, plus, you know we had that the relationship. That was my my friend. You know we put Xbox and things together like that, so it helped on the field. Now, was there something different about Baker that maybe you guys didn't have that relationship? Because I I'll be honest, uh, I'm not Baker Mayfield's biggest fan. <laughs> no, it wasn't anything like that. I just think. Since I, I actually played with Kyler more, and, uh, you know, I started every game with Kyler, uh, it helped out a lot 
playing with Baker, you know, I was often on the field. So, you know, we couldn't really build a relationship like I wanted. Now, you said you and Kyler are boys, which I actually didn't know, so that's awesome. I want to ask, uh, we'll get, we want to talk about you, but I got to ask this, man. Like, when did you know that Kyler was going to pick football and not baseball? Uh, whenever he made the tweet that he was going to enter the draft. <laughs> and then, you know, I kind of, I, I talked to him. I was like, so what you going to do? And he was like, just just be uh, just be on the right. I'm finna let everybody know. That's funny. So, so no inside information for you. You just found out like the nah. rest of us. Yeah, he's not going to leak anything out. I respect that. You want your moment, man. You got to get those retweets. Like, that's important. You know, you don't want to, you don't be telling your boy who's like, you know, going to be calling guys like us, telling them like, hey, Kyler's going to play football. I, I will say one last thing about him. You know, when I started scouting uh, the Oklahoma team this year, watching yourself and, and Hollywood and everybody, the, the coaches down there told us like, hey, don't waste your time on Kyler. He's going to go play baseball. And then, like early December, it was like, uh, never mind. Like he, he's going to play football. Y'all got to get caught up. So we were as surprised as you, man. Um, we're coming off the combine here, and I got to ask, what was the weirdest moment for you, or maybe a weird question the team threw at you? Uh, I didn't really get any weird questions. Uh, a lot of people come out of the combine with weird questions and this and that. Uh, the the weirdest question I got, really, I won't. Uh, you know, what team it was, but I got to ask if I did cocaine. I was, I was kind of shook by that. I was like, do I look like I do cocaine? <laughs> do I look like a crackhead walking <laughs> in here? Uh, that is a weird question. I haven't heard anybody being asked that one before. How was the overall combine performance for you those couple days that you're there in Indy? It's so, to me, it's, it's very exciting, but it's also something that you got to be mentally prepared for. A lot of people don't understand what goes into the combine. Uh, they kind of just see everybody go out there and do the field drills and things like that. But I don't think people realize that you don't get as much sleep as you want or as you need to perform at your best. Uh, they also don't realize that, you know, we get medically exams two days out of the week. And it's like you go into eight different rooms and you do the same test over and over again. Yeah, I know, like, people will get on guys about their 40 time, but they don't realize that's oftentimes, like, that's the last thing you do before you get on a bus and fly out of town. Were you, like, were you nervous about it? Were you stressed out about how important, and for an offensive lineman, it's not as big of a deal, but how much pressure did that put on you to to go out there and perform well? Uh, I think it put not too much pressure, but a little bit, mainly because of everybody had their doubts about me being such an unathletic guy. I wanted to go out there and prove how athletic I was. Yeah, definitely makes sense. All right, we got to talk about Coach Lincoln Riley. Um, hell of a coach. Back to back Heisman Trophy winners. You probably know him as well as anyone uh, having played for him. Do you think he ends up in the NFL someday, or do you think he stays down there in Norman? <laughs> uh, at least for right now, I think he's staying in Norman. But I think he does have the uh, ability to become an NFL coach, maybe down the road. Uh, I definitely think that NFL players will buy into his system just as well as we did and then he'll have great success now what was that transition like from bob stoops uh to lincoln riley you know it really wasn't hard being that coach riley was already on staff uh so we already knew what kind of guy he was what kind of coach he was uh i think it would have been very very different if he had brought in somebody else to coach us uh then we would have to have a different kind of transition. But as far as going from Coach Stoops to Coach Riley, it was pretty simple. Now, did that news catch you guys off guard, or was that something that you had maybe heard about throughout the locker room that Coach Stoops was considering retirement, or did you find out on Twitter just like everybody else? 
it was kind of shocking. You know, I had just got out of class and I had got a, a message from Coach Duke's assistant saying we have a team meeting right now. And usually if you get a random team meeting, it's some, some big news. And we was like, all right, what's up? And then we get in there and then, you know, the athletic directors in there, Joe Castillo, uh, Coach Stoops' wife. And we kind of just started putting two and two together. Um, so we kind of found out before everybody else did. No, that's, yeah, that that news, like, shook everyone. It was a weird time of year for it, too. It's like, like the middle of summer, I believe. Right, yeah. I, like, I was trying to, like, chill on a beach somewhere, and, <laughs> and, and phone's blowing up. Uh, I do want to ask you a, a somewhat personal question, because I, I've started going to the gym lately, and I don't want to brag, but I'm looking pretty good. But you actually lost some weight uh, when you when you changed positions. You lost about 15 pounds, which is what I'm trying to drop. So what what did you do to, you know, not just lose weight, but you kind of remade your body. What was that process like for you uh, headed into this last year? You know, me losing the weight, I came in the spring, I was pretty heavy. And, you know, that was one of the things that kept me off the field the season before. And I was like, yo, I'm getting on the field this year. So if I got to lose this weight, I don't care what it takes, I'm going to do it. Um, biggest thing for me was the weekends. You know, we don't have team meals for body force, um, such things as that. So, you know, I used to go to my favorite restaurants a lot. Um, I haven't been back to one of my favorite restaurants since 2017. Things like that, you know. You got to kind of cut out to make nice snacks uh, and get a little more extra cardio in, and then you'll be all right. Where was your favorite restaurant you cut out? You can let us know. We don't have any restaurant sponsors. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, it's this local restaurant called Diamond Dogs, you know, on Campus Corner. They kind of sell wings, burgers, hot dogs. They're pretty famous for the hot dogs, though. But I, I usually just go in there and get the wings and burgers. I was just say, what's that order? So you get like what twelve wings and a burger and a milkshake, and like I'm crushing some Xbox tonight. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Now, do you think dropping all this weight, uh, do you think that helped you? I know a lot of teams are talking about you as maybe playing tackle and with your versatility. Do you think dropping all that weight really helped? Oh, for sure. I think it really helped a lot. I think it showed the, um, the NFL teams that I'm dedicated to the weight as well. And do you think that that is a spot for you? Are you looking at yourself as a tackle at the next level? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Tackles make more money, too. So you want to be out on that outside. Um, I, I got one more question, and then we want to play a game with you. Do you have any hidden talents? <laughs> no, I mean, this is great. I played the trumpet, but that's it. There you that's go. pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Why the trumpet? Uh, it was just one of those things where, you know, you got to kind of take a band class. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, all the other uh, instruments were taken, so I just kind of picked up the trumpet. I'm not a band guy, but I, I'm a teacher as well, and I've seen some of these guys, they they can look at somebody's face and tell what instrument you should play. It's ridiculous. Like they really? scout, they scout band guys just as much as we scout football players. They will have a kid, like a ten year old kid, walk into the room and be like, "All right, you're going to play the tuba." And I don't get it. I don't know what it is, uh, but maybe we can start figuring it out. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, all right, Cody, we're going to play a game with you. It's just a word association. So we're going to say a, a word or a name. And you're gonna just the first thing that comes to your mind, and you can you can curse on this podcast, and don't worry about it. So, and it's not live. So if you if you don't like your answer, you just say, "Hey, cut that," and and we'll you give us another one. So, first word, okay? And you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Ready? Texas. Sucks. Oh, that's oh. we're both Texas fans, Cody. We probably should have told you that. That's why I'm not a <laughs> Baker Mayfield's biggest fan. So let's go with this one. Uh, Baker Mayfield. First thing that comes to your head. Uh, greatness. Ooh. Kyler Murray. 
More greatness. I'll put two words in there. <laughs> there you go. Charles Amenahue. Uh Average. Oh, man. Yeah. I like the honesty, at least, though. I know Even though I'm a Texas fan, like I like the honesty. I know what we're tweeting out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, toughest defensive lineman you've ever faced? Raekwon Davis. Oh, yeah. Alabama boys. That's a good one. Uh, Bob Stoops. Legendary. There we go. Greatest Oklahoma player of all time. Oh shit! <laughs> right, yeah. Cody Ford. Ooh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Adrian Peterson in my opinion. Yeah, that's like, that's honestly, a good one. Yeah, I'd probably go there too. I yeah. hated watching him play against Texas. Yeah. So what happens? Uh, we're not playing anymore. What happens if you get like drafted by the Cowboys? Like, are do you hate like all of Texas? I mean, you're from Louisiana. You played at OU. Like, if you're a Cowboy or a Texan in a month, are you gonna be okay with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't hate all of Texas. You know, I just hate Texas. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, we should have told you that at the beginning. So, but it's more fun when you don't know, and then you just, like, walk into answers like that. (laughs) All right, dude, we'll let you go. We appreciate your time, man, and good luck. Um, Wait, one more, actually. What's your plan for draft night? What are you doing? Uh, I'll be in Nashville at the draft. Oh, there we go. There we go. Those invites haven't leaked yet, so we appreciate you uh, telling us where you're going to be. I like that. Now we got one. Now we know. So you won't be waiting there very long, guaranteed. Uh, you're going to hear that name called Early Man, and and we're big fans of what you do, even though you went to the wrong school. We still appreciate it, and uh, and we'll be rooting for you Thursday night, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Mello. Now it's draft on draft time. Whew. Ready. Is it? All right. Yeah, yeah we're I'm ready here. We have five draft on draft questions from five of our Hall of Fame listeners. Four of them. One of them I don't know, but I just gave him a lot of but status. I'd like to meet I you. I would like to know him. Maybe even come out to one of the meetups that we're doing this Saturday. The, oh, yeah, I forgot to plug that. This Saturday. This Coffin Saturday. Stadium. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fun time if it doesn't get rained out. First question. Anthony Mangaluzzo. Long-time listener. Haven't heard the name in the old comments for a minute. Would trading for Josh Rosen change the narrative about Dave Gettleman's moves as a general manager? It's a good start. So here's my... You know how you like my analogies? Mm-hmm. This would be like, you know, like you have kids, I have kids. Uh, when they're when they're potty training and they shit their pants, and then you put new pants on them, they still shit their pants. <laughs> you can't undo that. Like <laughs> they are pant shitters. That was not your best analogy, but <laughs> no, I am following. But Dave Gettleman has already shit his pants. <laughs> Putting new buy him going to buy new pants doesn't change the fact <laughs> that he shit in his pants. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was messy. It was dirty, and nobody wanted to deal with it. It was that great, like green baby poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you traded one of the best receivers in all Ever. of football mm-hmm. after you came out and said you weren't going to do it. And it's not a good look for you if you know you're going to trade him. Just say, "Hey, no comment. I'm not here to talk about that right now." He's Instead, on our team for you now. Just, Stood at the podium and Dwight Schrute yelled, like, we're not trading him. We didn't re-sign him just to trade him. Well, actually, you did, Davey boy. I don't think that trading for Josh Rosen can undo that because you could still trade possibly a number two pick for him, and then you would have Josh Rosen, Saquon Barkley, and Odell Beckham. And then, oh, yeah, go get him some help at tackle or some other edge position with the number six pick overall. They were in very good position to do something and do something special, but you got rid of Odell Beckham, and I think your fan base is hurt from it. Your team's going to be hurt from it. Poor Saquon Barkley is just going to get trucked this year, so it's it's a right step, but you got a long way to go before we can say, like, oh, okay, he's got his shit together. 
I want to break in because it just got announced that the Eagles have traded for Jordan Howard in exchange for a conditional 2020 draft pick. So we can stop uh, mock drafting Josh Jacobs there. Uh, in the yes, first we round. can. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, I thought they would go with somebody who was maybe more of a receiving back, kind yeah. of in the same mold of what Chicago wants. And uh, right, but he's a damn good running back. He, he really just is. Doesn't fit in with what Chicago is doing. God, Josh Jacobs is going to be a chief. Hopefully in the second round. <laughs> that, that's no, I, honestly, I don't think they would. I don't think if they pull the trigger on a running back, it's not going to be to like round four. I yeah. think they're going to be happy with what they have at running back. They're going to try to get Foster Moreau in the second round uh, with either pick 61 or 63. He's going to wear number 81, and we're going to win the damn Super Bowl. Indubitably. Exactly. One. Patrick Chamberlain, we got a lot of Giants questions tonight, unfortunately. You guys have been outspoken about Jonah Williams being able to stay at offensive tackle in the NFL, but what are you hearing in terms of how actual NFL decision makers view that interior offensive line versus tackle question for him? What do you mean by actual decision makers? Yeah, I, I just told you the Chiefs are going to take... Foster Moreau. In the I really like that insinuation, old Patrick. Um, honestly, though, uh, when I put out my first big board back in January, I put him at tackle and like did a little write up on like I really like him at tackle. And one of my really good friends who works in a front office text me he was like, "You're wrong. He's a center. Put him at center. That's where he's going to get drafted." And I was like, "No, no, no. I think he's a tackle." And he's like, "You could think he is all day, but he's going to get drafted at center, so you might want to put him there." And I think teams are starting to value the interior linemen just as much as they are tackle. They realize that it's a whole group. It's it's kind of team thing to protect your quarterback. And if he is able to pick up blitzes and recognize things from the center position, I think that can be more valuable than having him at left tackle, no matter how athletic he is. If you get a guy out there who can't recognize and do those things at left tackle, then he's not valuable. But we saw Quentin Nelson almost single-handedly change in offense last year. From the guard position. So if right. you can put Jonah Williams at guard or center, I do think there's a lot of value in that. I think for a very long time, the NFL and everybody who's involved with football overvalued the tackle position. Right. I agree with you completely. I still like Jonah Williams. still think he can play tackle. He's still in my top 10 players. If he gets drafted and plays center and is an all-pro for... If he, mm-hmm. if he gets drafted at center and plays for 12 years, I'm going to consider that a win. Oh, hell yeah. And I mean... It's probably going to happen with whoever picks him because any team that needs an offensive lineman, I don't care what it is, guard, center, or tackle, you can draft Jonah Williams and he can come plug and play immediately day one starter. Yep. All right. Mike Holter. What would be new your guy? Hey, new What's guy. up, new guy? What would be your dream scenario for your favorite team in this draft? And what would be your dream scenario for your favorite player from this draft? Ooh. Uh, so you want to go first? I yeah, don't have a favorite for team. For my favorite team, the Chiefs. Um, I would like to see them, I have them picking Garrett Bradbury in the first round because I think a lot of the corners and edge rusher guys are going to be gone mm-hmm. by that point. So if they're staying pat, I think they're going to take uh, Garrett Bradbury right there at 29. In the second round, I, I still want to see him address corner of some kind. If Justin Lane can stay there, the guy out of Michigan State, I like him. There's some good value to be found at corner, especially at pick 61, 63, and then they have to take Foster Morrell. You might be able to give him a 93. Yes. In the third round, yeah. uh, I'm I'm good with that. Get a tight end to another target there uh, to kind of help out Travis Kelsey. I think he, he can play in line, and you can split Kelsey out to the slot and kind of do some things on offense. And then probably picking up an edge rusher with that other second-round pick would be my ideal plan. 
I like it. Uh, so I guess I'm claiming the Niners for this scenario. Ooh. I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, Isn't right. that what you guys always <laughs> say? That's what we always say. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. At two, Nick Bosa. At 36, Nikhil Harry. <laughs> At 67, Darnell Savage. dreaming. That's what I want. That would be my ideal top three picks for the Niners. Edge, I, yeah. receiver, safety. I mean, according to my board, you would get the number one edge rusher and the number one receiver in this class. But I do like that pick. It's Harry, I don't think he will go in the first round, uh, but I do love him. So a team that is picking high in the second round, I think is going to be able to reassess their board after night one and say, okay, what do we need and who's still there? And a lot of those receivers, I think we're going to see a run on receivers in the second round. I do too. I think maybe we see one or two in the first round, but then um, I bet we could see four or five within the first 40 picks. Like I really think there's going to be a run on receivers. There should be. It's a good class. What about your favorite player in the draft? Where do you want to see them? Also, Foster Road is the Chiefs. I already said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we already talked um, about I'm done. I, I don't really know who my favorite player in this draft is. I've talked a lot about Nikhil Harry. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Colts. David Sills. David Sills, I like a lot too. But I, just somewhere with an established quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I'd love the Chiefs to be able to pick up some of these guys. I don't know if it's... You really real, don't have a not, favorite player in this draft, do you? I don't. Like, last year was definitely Puna Ford. This year, I don't I don't really have a favorite player. You got to find one. You got Because it's favorite player, not like the number one overall right. player. Because that is Nick Bosa. And if I could put him on a dream scenario, I'd put him with the Jets, actually. Yeah. Greg Williams' defense? Mm -hmm. Just let him kill everyone. Yeah. Uh, My favorite player in the draft is Josh Jacobs. And my dream scenario is was the Philadelphia Eagles until (laughs) about 10 minutes ago. Um, I'm going to – the Colts don't need him, but that's my dream scenario. Let Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly and those big boys open up holes for him with Andrew Mm -hmm. Luck at quarterback. Like, that's – that would be my dream. But if we do see him fall to the second round, the Colts have a high second round pick. I think they go defensive line round one and then an offensive weapon. Maybe even if they like Jacobs in the second round, we could see him go there. I think it'll probably be a receiver, but if they can get their hands on a really good running back, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull the trigger there. Yeah. All right. Next question. Tommy Tankers. Welcome back, buddy. If you had to start a franchise with, Carson Wentz, Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, or Nick Foles, who would you pick <sighs> in 2019? So I think you're taking their skill set and bringing it to now. This is not a hard question, Mello. It's Randall Cunningham. See, I was going to say Michael Vick just because he still has the <laughs> off-field issues. Is the problem. I you would draft those. him. You can't undo those? No. Then that changes things, and I'm right. going to say Carson Wentz. But if I can undo those issues then and I could keep him away from doing the horrible things that he did— I think he was the most electrifying quarterback, just football player we've ever seen. If you could have really honed him in. He was Barry Sanders at quarterback. Yeah, with an arm, too. In in this NFL, he would dominate. So More Randall so, Cunningham. Remember when Randall had Chris Carter and Randy Moss? Yeah, and came Jay back, Green? and then it's like, oh, shit, this guy can still play. I loved Randall Cunningham. I had a Randall Cunningham Eagles jersey. You did. I remember that one. I think I stole it from you as you grew out of it. Yeah. <laughs> or probably just stole just it from stole you. Just stole it because we, we were the same size. Yeah. Uh, I loved Randall Cunningham and Eric Allen. I was a little Eagles fan. Yeah. Reggie White, were you a fan of his too? Nope. No. No. Really. I really didn't like defense, like defensive line players until I probably got into like high school. Who? I mean, who even knew they existed as a kid? Like who watches the defensive line? I didn't until I was in seventh grade and my coaches decided we were going to run this 4-4 four, four, four defense 
And I, I was an option stopper. So I had to line up like outside the tight end at defensive end. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And uh, <laughs> Jeff McNaught, who is my coach, said, go home Sunday and watch Derek Thomas. And then do that. <laughs> and it wasn't you close. You were so little. I was. I was the. Sm- I had to be the smallest defensive end in the ever. history of In football. the history of ever. Yeah. I was probably like five, six, a buck 25. Yeah. And had zero sacks. I don't think you were that big. Probably not. In seventh grade, probably not. Mm-mm. No, they moved me to free safety after two games. <laughs> and it's like, okay, it was a good try. We had a good run. Last question, Tyler Forness. Uh, glad to see you're doing better, buddy. We've been thinking about you. What's a realistic... Uh, what's realistic for Jaikai Polite in the draft? Could we see him still sneak into round one based on a team falling in love with his tape? Or could he drop as far as round four with his awful pre-draft process? So horrible combine, mm-hmm. bad pro day, got hurt at his pro day as well. So here's what I'll say. I still think he goes late first round. Dude, I think that his talent is going to get him in the first round because there is a big drop-off after guys like Brian Burns and Montez Sweat. Cleland Furl. Uh, Keelan, Cleland Furl, you're right. Some of those teams are still going to need something at the back end of the first. Say the Packers address linebacker or another need with pick 12. If Jaikai Polite's sitting there at 30, I think they pull the trigger on him. I, well, no, because they don't need edge rushers. But a team like that. I think that your Chiefs could take him at, our Chiefs could take him at 29. That wouldn't surprise me. And you know character doesn't matter to them. Nope. Maybe cut that. I don't know. But, I mean, they will take a chance on guys no, that I do mean, have that, questionable no, that's, backgrounds. That's a valid point. I mean, Kareem Hunt had questions coming out mm-hmm. of Toledo. Tyreek Hill. Tyree Hill had questions coming out. I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey looks like a guy that might have had some questionable <laughs> decisions in his life. Well, he has made questionable I've decisions. I've seen his genes. Right. So, and, and the dating show he did, I know they weren't fans of that. No. Was anyone? Did anybody watch that? I didn't. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, she didn't, which shocks me. She probably didn't have cable then. She would watch it if it came on now. No, she doesn't want you to watch it because she was probably signed up for it. Oh, probably. Right. Like, oh, my God. Like I contested. swear I didn't watch it. Yeah. I, yeah. Please, Matt, don't watch it. Yeah, that's exactly oh what it God. was. Yeah. Oh, my God, Melo. All right, that is our show. Uh, if you're in Kansas City on Saturday and you want to get rained on, Melo and I went and picked up 200 beers today. Our friends at Boulevard are giving us another 150. That's 350 beers. We're going to have hot dogs, brats. Hanging out in the parking lot at Royal Stadium, Kaufman Stadium. And yeah, come I don't know out. what we're going to do with all those beers because I can't drink that many, but I'll try. Well, I'm not bringing any home. <laughs> no beers coming <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. Nope. It will for sure be a fun time, even if there is a little bit of rain. Who cares? Rain or shine. Yeah, I'll be rain or there. shine. We will be there. So come find us. Uh, look on Twitter because we don't know our location. We don't have reserved parking. So we'll get there at 10 o'clock when the gates open. We'll get a parking spot. We'll set up the grill and we'll tweet it out, Instagram out where we'll be. So y'all come find us. It's going to be a great time. Uh, go Royals. I haven't seen if we won today or not because we're recording all day. But uh, that knows if they've even played yet. Uh, yeah, it was delayed. Good call. All right, that's our show. We'll be back Monday morning. Me, Mello, and Connor doing a little mock draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you all then.